there is a very good chance that it will either leak, which is a favorite term of mine, meaning Mm -hmm. that though you're not addressing the resentment in some kind of direct fashion, it will come out in some way. Emotions don't go away. You can try to um, say, I'm good with it. I'm not, you know, I'm letting it go. But very often, you're really not letting it go. You're just not expressing it. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I offer up some alternative thinking for your marriage. We flip some standard marriage situations and give you a new way to think about them. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and touring and tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time And these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. How you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, I want to remind everybody tuning in for the first time, you are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. So today we're going to talk about uh, marriage problem alternatives. Uh, And and the basic concept behind this is uh, you're going to be paying for something one way or another. 
And uh, so I want to throw out a scenario to kind of like set the stage and to get the mindset right or the frame mm-hmm. of mind correct. And then we'll go into the marriage related uh, questions that I have for you. Okay. So the scenario I have is that many people will make this statement that they just don't have time to exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an understandable statement. We're all busy. Um When they get older, however, that lack of exercise will eventually or at least likely lead to more doctor's visits, essentially forcing them to spend the time at an older age. So you can either spend time exercising today or spend time waiting in a doctor's office in the future. Uh, Either way, you will be paying with time. And a step further than that is you're likely going to be spending money either way. So you're either going to buy exercise, uh, gear, memberships, equipment, whatever, or in the future, you will uh, spend time on doctor's visits, prescriptions, uh, surgeries, etc. So um, there is no walking away from this kind of stuff. And so I wanted to like, just take that mental uh, scenario there where um, you can't ignore health. It will catch up to you one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so I want to now apply that to marriage. And so mm-hmm. with marriage, for example, you can either hold in resentment that may or may not come to a head or. And I'm going to leave it to you about what an <laughs> alternative might be. Or um, there is a very good chance that it will either leak, which is a favorite term of mine, meaning mm-hmm. that though you're not addressing the resentment in some kind of direct fashion, it will come out in some way. Emotions don't go away. You can try to um, say, I'm good with it. I'm not, you know, I'm letting it go. But very often, you're really not letting it go. You're just not expressing it. So it has to come out somewhere. And so it might leak. It might come out where you're sarcastic or you start to shut down or you're just not acting the way you ought to be acting in a way that is going to be productive for your marriage. Um, Or eventually, if you have enough of these little resentful moments, they start to build up. And one morning you wake up, just like you don't see your nails growing, you wake up, you look at your nails and you say, oh my, they really need cutting. You wake up one morning and you say, I really am not happy in my marriage. But you don't notice that it's been happening and it's because there are these negative feelings that you haven't been paying attention to. And so you can either address what it is that's upsetting you or you can let it go and then you're, it's going to back you up. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to back up rather. With marriage, you can either spend time together going on dates and participating in activities or... You can have no relationship. <laughs> um, you know, I've, we've often discussed in our previous podcasts that life gets in the way. And lots of things happen that you don't anticipate or that's real. You can have a job that has some kind of major project and there's a deadline you have to meet. You can have children who get um, sick or have a project that they need help with. You might have a parent that takes ill and you have to put your attention to that. And all of those things do require your attention. And so... 
you know, you have to give it to your attention. However, if you are constantly giving your attention to something other than your marriage and putting your relationship on the back burner. Eventually, there is no relationship to come back to. So in other words, if an, analogously, if you keep taking a withdrawal out of the bank, mm-hmm. eventually, there is no more money in the bank. You've got to be able to build that credit line you've got to be able to have some surplus to fall back on. So again, if you're not having your date nights or um, doing gestures that are letting your mate know that they are important to you, that um, they matter to you, then you're not adding to the plus column. And so again, there's not going to be a relationship eventually. Yeah. The the thing I like about this kind of a concept is we like to think of a lot of this stuff as it takes time or it takes this kind of effort or whatever. Um, but there, another way you can look at it is these are things you get to do. These are, um, to your point, these are deposits that you get to make. But wouldn't you rather choose fun things to do mm-hmm. as opposed – so imagine, uh, again, playing out this scenario a little bit. So you can either have fun with your spouse, go out on date nights, or – in six months, five years, 10 years, you have fights all the time. Either way, you are going to be spending time with your spouse. Right. One of them will be pleasant. One of them won't. And the same thing, going back to my very original scenario with exercise, you could either spend your time outside enjoying a bike ride or a walk with your spouse or whatever it may be, or sitting in a doctor's office. Right. You can come to see me and spend (laughs) your money coming to see me and working or um, blaming or reacting or having some kind of negative feelings and experience where um, you're trying to figure out what went wrong. And if you would put a little bit of time in and have some fun, then you would prevent having to figure out what went wrong and spending a lot of time, energy, and money doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people um, take the attitude of don't fix it till it's broken. But in this case, it really would behoove you to spend. Um, a little time, spending time, making these small gestures and efforts because that's going to save a lot of hardship and a lot of time and a lot of um, financial strain trying to undo uh, what could have easily been prevented. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so this next one that I have for you is something where we actually don't talk a lot about, um, but it is extremely important with relationships. And Mm -hmm. that is, uh, discussing like the sexual nature of a married relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I will pose the same, um, statement to you. Uh, you can either share your sexual desires with your spouse or become very frustrated. And I'm even going to go as far as to say, perhaps end up in activities that, allow you to fulfill your desires that are not necessarily with your spouse. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's with another person, but again, it's not with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So you are far better off uh, discussing your desires with your spouse, and that's also going to allow you to be much more connected 
in general, aside from, you know, the sex. Yeah. It's actually one of those few, I mean, there's a lot of things, but it's one of those few things. Uh, I know I'm contradicting myself. It's one of those things within marriage where it is one of the things that makes a marriage special because these are the kind of conversations that you typically only have with your spouse. Correct. So, yes. Uh, getting back to your point about, you know, it's a, it's a thing that you can do to bond with each other Mm -hmm. uh, and create trust and all those other stuff. Uh, moving on, you can create a spending budget that's realistic for necessities and fun or you can end up either overspending and, um, getting into trouble or, um, not spending money and depriving yourself or, um, one partner having one style, the other partner having a different style and really being at odds with each other and not understanding each other. Very often, um, spending money has emotional issues underneath it. Um, there's fear, there's power, there's control. So, um, a budget is not purely about money. Mm -hmm. It's also about understanding each other's needs. So it's really important to um, be able to have those conversations so that you, number one, realistically spend your money and look at what your goals are, again, what your needs are, and, um, you know, make some plans. I'm going to use a personal example right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. There's a trip that I was looking at um, and I presented it to my husband and, and it, it's a hefty trip, especially when you started including all the add-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's hesitant about it. Now it's an interesting thing between Rich and I, because somehow, and I think in part, it's a mindset like the law of attraction. We say the money's always there. And in fact, the money is always there and we're very lucky that way. Not that we live high on the hog, but the money's always there for what we need. Mm -hmm. So part of us is saying, well, the money's always there. But on the other hand, he's feeling a little uncomfortable because we've just moved into a new community. We just furnished our house. We just took two large vacations and the status of our income is shifting uh, because I'm downsizing in my work. Um, he's downsizing, and and we haven't quite tried that on yet. Mm-hmm. And so he's a little uncomfortable. And I finally said to him, "Look, if you're uncomfortable, I'm not going to push this trip. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. It's not going to be an enjoyable trip if if it's going to be anxiety provoking for you." And I had to take in his feelings, um, and I was really okay with it. So again, as I said. Y- you know, you've got to not look purely at the money end of it, but mm-hmm. you've got to look at the emotions. And we've had a lot of good talks. And by the way, we haven't made that decision yet mm-hmm. because we're looking at alternatives and will we be satisfied with the alternatives? And if we put the trip off, will the trip end up being more expensive? So we might as well have done it this year anyway. So there's a lot of pieces involved in it, but it's getting us to talk about um, a lot of things we believe in and what's important to us, et cetera, et cetera. So I think talking about money, but also these other factors is very, very important in a relationship. 
that's a that's a great example. And I, I would even su- suggest that uh, you were making the statement that the money's always there. I probably I mean, obviously, you guys both work hard and, and, and that's and probably do a good job saving. But the money's probably always there because you do take these things into consideration. You yeah. do have these conversations. So you're not just running off and just buying really expensive right. vacations without consulting each other. And it's interesting because my wife and I, we have, uh, we like to travel and we've had the same kind of conversation. Uh, and it's, it goes into what kind of life we want to live mm-hmm. and what kind of money does that require mm-hmm. and how we spend our money um, to, to achieve that life we want to live. And so for my wife, uh, she traveled a ton, lived in other countries, all this stuff before I ever met her. And it is one of those things that when we got together and got serious, it was the conversation that we had to have of, okay, what do you want to do? How do you want to go about it? And so whenever we've done budgets from that point forward, it has always included, okay, we need to take, we need to take some trips because otherwise she starts getting itchy, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm not a big spender on like little knickknacks, but I spend a lot of money on like a single thing. And I'll do that like once a year. Mm-hmm. And so I have my habits. She has her habits. Um, and it's, it's all about understanding like how that money is fulfilling our desires. Yes. Not necessarily the, but the day-to-day budget to your point. Right. Right. Um, okay. So then the last one I have for you is, uh, you can ask them to show you some more respect or you you can end up in a relationship that is really problematic. Um, respect, we know, is the number one factor of um, a good relationship. And so if one of you or both of you are starting to be disrespectful to the other, and there are times, I, I don't want to make excuses, but you know, let's say you're under a tremendous amount of stress, you know, you're not feeling well, et cetera, that, that you might end up not treating your spouse with the greatest amount of respect as you should be. And we talk about it all the time. Often we treat the people closest to us worse because we're so comfortable and we take them for granted. Right. Okay. But if that really starts to be something that is happening too frequently, that's really a problem. And so you need to make your partner aware that they're doing that, mm-hmm. to call them on it. Um, and um, if it keeps going, you're going to really corrode the relationship. Um, it's, it becomes almost, I don't even know if I want to say almost, it, it becomes an abusive kind of situation. So uh, respect is important and if you're not feeling that respect, you want to make your partner aware of it. So when you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you're not getting the respect you deserve, uh, part of this is you have to call your spouse out on it because yeah. they might not recognize it as my yes. guess. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, and again, you know, my usual thing is not to attack the other person, but yeah. to say, you know, you may not have realized it, but when you spoke to me in that tone, it really, you know, sounded snippy and made me feel disrespected or made me feel belittled or whatever it is, you know, or, or make me not want to participate in whatever right. it is that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, th- I think these are pretty, some pretty good 
marriage problem alternatives that we laid out for people. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I said at one point that a lot of people take the attitude of don't fix it till it's broken. And I think in this case, it is far better to do things as it's happening, to stay on top of it, Mm -hmm. um, to be preventative. I think the more that we can be aware and nip things in the bud, um, the better off a couple is. Um, I started working with a couple last week um, who really, um, when they came in here and told me what was going on, they really didn't have many issues. Mm -hmm. However, they chose to come in and learn certain tools because they felt that if they learned them, things would be even better. And they were right. And I I wish more couples would do that. Um, then my work would be a lot easier and, and hopefully I would be seeing a lot less people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I like to think of that stuff as like, kind of like oil changes. Yes. You know? Like you, you, you have a car, it runs fine, but you need to like continue to grease the wheels and do a little maintenance on it to keep it going. Yes. Because, I love that analogy. Yeah. yeah. And then I also think of, I, I'm such a metaphor nerd. So I also think of like date nights and stuff as like fuel. That you put yes. into the tank. So yes. it's it's, not, it's part of the maintenance, but not really. It's the thing that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So I, I I applaud the couple that came in just to try to improve their already good situation. That's awesome. Yeah. And let, let me ask you something. Why is it that we make sure that, you know, we take our car in for service, you know, um, and hopefully not everybody does this, but that we go to the doctor for our annual checkups so why do we do that? But we don't do that for our marriage. Yep. <laughs> exactly. No, it drives me. I mean, honestly, this is what I've it so I have said this repeatedly on this podcast that that like essentially that is one of the main reasons that I launched Hitched way back in the day. It was because mm-hmm. I saw no single ongoing resource to help you ha- to tell to basically assist you in how to be happily married. And right. Part of what I wanted to do was make it easy and consumable and almost like eating your vegetables. Like, you know, I get it. Like, not all this stuff is fun. We just did a story this week on um, alternatives to retirement funds and and 401ks for tax benefits. That's Mm -hmm. not like really sexy information that people are like, ooh, I can't (laughs) wait to read that one. But it's like – but it's the veggies, right? Like, you you should know that you might get hit with like a major tax bill upon retirement – depending on how you set up your retirement funds. Right, so, right. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things and hopefully people out there, I mean, first off, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already, I feel like you're ahead of the game and I'm not saying this as like a self-aggrandizing thing, it, but it, it's demonstrating that you are proactive in your relationship and um, wanting to, to better your that relationship. And hopefully, if you haven't already, you are about to click off of this and go sign up for our newsletter, which is a free uh, weekly update of all the content that we release. And again, I get it. Not everything's going to appeal to you. You you may or may not have kids or you might have kids and they might be off to college and so you don't care about some of the parenting tips we have. Um, or you might be set on retirement and so you don't care about that. But hopefully over time, you will find a couple pieces here and there that really ring to you. Or you might find something that you think is interesting and then find yourself in the future thinking back like, oh, yeah, there was that article that one time that addressed this. Let me go back and read that. So 
that's really what this for for me at least what hitched was always all about is being that checkup that ongoing checkup you know not that you have to have this like invasive surgery um but that you can just you know take take your temperature every once in a while and see how things are yes and and it does a beautiful job i might say thank you and You're welcome. Uh, a, a good portion of that is to your uh, help and all that. Karen, well, so thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that will do it for us this week. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And I want to remind everyone, you are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. That information is also available on our website, hitchedmag.com, as well as uh, past articles, past podcasts, and uh, you can also find uh, a lot of other resources that we have available Again, that's hitchedmag.com. So thank you for listening. And one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Tonight.